what these young bloods have to understand that this game has always been and will always be about buckets. Just attack the basket. Welcome to Buckets, brought to you by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. My name's Matt Moore. I'm the senior NBA writer for the Action Network, joined tonight by Jay Money. You can follow him on Twitter and the Action Network app at JMoneyIsMoney and catch him on YouTube as well. He's got daily shows for you over there on his YouTube channel. Jay, how you doing tonight, man? Man, I'm doing all right, man. I'm, I can't say I'm pretty hyped about the game uh, The game from, from Monday night, man. So I know, I'm, I'm still pretty hyped. It's so still pretty good. hyped. It's so good. The IST is so good. I tried to tell people <laughs> I was right. And it's amazing to bet on uh, Tyrese Halliburton is alive for MVP for this tournament. I'm so yes. excited for that. Yes. Uh, we'll talk about it. What did you get that, Matt? Do what? What did you get that? What did you I get that price? Well, I got him at 42 to 1. Joe Dallara's got a 70 on him. Uh, yeah. And, yeah, yeah 70 it. to 1. So... Uh, very excited about him getting through. Did not think that they were going to get through this thing. So excited about that. Present some interesting opportunities. We'll talk about um, some of that tonight, and then we'll cover it more before Thursday's show, previewing the IST as well. I'll do that show from Las Vegas. I'll be out there for the in-season tournament um, semifinals and finals. Very excited to do that. We'll have complete coverage for you over at actionnetwork.com and in the Action Network app, which is the best way for you to track your picks. You get up to the second information where the bets, the money's coming in on. You get signals like, okay, the money's coming in on this, but the line has moved the other direction. That gives you an indication of there being some sharp money on the other side. If you want to be a smarter better, you need the Action Network app. Also, make sure to check out our YouTube page. Go to youtube.com slash the Action Network and make sure to check out, download, like, subscribe. Um, you guys will be able, we'll just, you'll, you will find so much cool stuff on there daily from us. Our Green Dot Daily live show that goes on every single day, giving you the betting agenda. Uh, you got all of our shows like the favorites and uh, the Sunday six pack, all those shows going live on YouTube. So make sure to go to youtube.com slash the action network. We'll do best bets for the Tuesday in-season tournament slate. I will talk through some of the things that I'm now thinking about as far as futures angles now with the Indiana Pacers having gotten through. Jay and I are recording this at halftime of Pelicans Kings with the Pelicans currently leading the Sacramento Kings by eight points, 69, 61 in this one. Um, we'll see how the second half plays out and we'll talk more about the ramifications of that on Wednesday show on Thursday show, rather for the IST uh, on Tuesday night. We do have two games again in the in the quarterfinals. The New York Knicks are on the road versus the Milwaukee Bucks. The Bucks are four and a half point favorites. The total is 225. The Phoenix Suns visit the Los Angeles Lakers in the nightcap as Kevin Durant takes on LeBron James. Lakers are a point and a half favorite that opened at two. It's now down to one and a half. Total is 227 and a half. Jay, I know this is a tough slate for you, but what's your biggest lean that you've got uh, in these games? Yeah, so um, I do lean towards the books full game. Uh, I lean towards Suns in the first quarter, Lakers full game. But if I'm going to go with one bet to be my best bet would be LeBron James under his two and a half three-pointers made. All right. Uh, I've got the New York Knicks. God help me. I got him plus five. It's now four and a half. So the market – so 
Closing line value, num, num, num. Wish I could eat that closing line value. Uh, I've also got the Knicks on the money line. I've also got the Los Angeles Lakers minus two. Uh, so got the worst of that number so far. We'll see how that one kind of plays out as we get closer to tip off. Um, let's start by talking about the Bucks. Uh, look, I, I think that this is an interesting matchup from the perspective of the Knicks are the better balanced team. What's tough about them, though, is that they're the better balanced team on aggregate. Where if you go back and you look at them game by game, at dunks and threes, they're ninth in offense. Um, I'm sorry, they're 13th in offense, fifth in defense. The Bucks are eighth in offense, 17th in defense. Their defense is worse than the Knicks' offense is. Um, the problem is if you go back and you look game by game for the Knicks, is that you find a lot of like, oh, the offense was great in this game, but the defense wasn't. Oh, the defense was great in this game, but the offense wasn't. And that's inconsistent versus the Bucs have been pretty consistent in that the defense is mediocre and the offense is exceptional. Like the minutes with, with Giannis and Dame on the court, they're killing teams, which you would expect from a team with that much firepower. Um, it is very rare that I think that Tom Thibodeau has a coaching advantage in a tactical matchup. He has a tactical matchup advantage here. I do not think that Adrian Griffin is as prepared for this job as maybe the Bucks hoped he would be. There's been a lot of like the Bucks starters are giving a lot of advice for how to do things. They've had to change the scheme. All those things I think are a concern. And being in Milwaukee is definitely tough. Um, but I do, I will say this, I, I kind of think that the Knicks are more together right now. Uh, now, look, I have like just a number projection on this too, right? Like I wouldn't be just playing this based off of like, I think that there are more together team. Like that's not how you you make bets. You can, but it's I think it's pretty tough if you don't have like a, a tactical side of it. I, I just, I make this game bucks minus about 1.8. So I've got like a very significant edge on this game with about three points of value. That plus the fact of that's kind of the, all right, let's check the number. What does the number say? And then I kind of asked myself, does that make sense? And there's a lot of times when I'm like, no, that does not make sense model. Shut the fuck up. Um, this is one where I, I do kind of be like, yeah, no, I think the Knicks can hang. The Knicks have proven versus the Celtics versus the Sixers in a lot of these big spots that they can hang. Like they're a pretty good team when they're up against pretty tough opponents. They will, there's a chance that they can grind this down. They do have enough three-point shooting to maybe keep up with Milwaukee. So I, you know, I'll I'll lay a little bit with the money line because of the IST and and all of that. But I also um I, I definitely like getting the, the full five points here. I think this is a close game. I like the Knicks here, but you said you've got to lean towards the Bucks. Is that right? There's a lot to break down here. And I'll be honest, I didn't really look to, I mean, it's a, you got to look at a lot of different factors when betting these NBA games, especially, but I mean, you got, you got me there to uh, Thibodeau over Griffin. I mean, Griffin looks a little over his head. Let's be, let's be honest here. Uh, we, I, I'm, I didn't necessarily like the, uh, the hire. It's not that I, uh, I wanted Budenholzer over him, but he's a rookie head coach going into a team that, I mean, they have championship aspirations basically every single year, obviously with Giannis and Dame. So I don't necessarily think that he was ready for that, but I mean, the Bucks are hot. Man, they're eight and two straight up last 10 games. They're nine and one at the house. This is where they play their best basketball, seven and three against the spread as well. So, and if you're looking at the matchup uh, perspective, which I like to look at, the Knicks have the better overall team. They have the better bench here. But I just, I feel like with Dame and Giannis, when you have two superstar type of players like that, they kind of just like are, I mean, both of them are unstoppable. Brunson is not stopping Dame Lillard. It's not going to happen. They're going to have to try to put Grimes or somebody on them. Uh, Brunson will get smoked by Lillard here. 
here. And I'm not sure who's going to stop Giannis as well. When he gets it in his mind that, okay, I'm going to win this game, you can't stop Giannis. He's going to drive to the paint every single time, and he's going to get a dunk or layup, or you have to foul him, and obviously has to make his free throw. So I feel like this game might come down to the wire, and if it comes to whose uh, offense I trust more, I do trust Dame and, uh, and, and uh, Giannis a little bit more, but obviously the Knicks are the better overall team. They have the better bench. They're more the more complete team, like you said, man. So this is a really tough matchup for me to figure out. I'll be honest, a six at the opener was too high of a number, which is down to four and a half, five now. But um, I, I could see it going either way, but some just something tells me that the Bucks get it done at the house. And we and one more thing, Matt, we know Dame Lillard has never won anything in the NBA. This is his chance to, and they're probably not going to win a championship this year as well. And he's been very vocal about wanting to win this NBA Cup because it's like his chance to get uh, some type of trophy, right? So I just I have that in the back of my head, and I know that Lillard is going to do everything he can to try to get to Vegas. Um, and so I I do have a small lean to the book at minus four and a half man i mean you make a good point there about like do i really want to go against dame time on the road in a winter girl home environment um i guess the only thing i would say is the big edge and we talked about this on monday's show is the bucks bench in the last two weeks has been really bad now the on-court off-court stuff doesn't really reveal that because they stagger them enough but the knicks bench is absolutely phenomenal um actually via nba.com which their numbers are a little wonky but the NBA.com has actually got starters with a little bit of advantage for the Knicks and bench with a, with an advantage for the Knicks, a two-point advantage for the Knicks via the NBA.com's numbers. Um, now, again, some of those are a little wonky, so caveats there. But I do think it's like an interesting perspective of, do I expect the, the Bucks starters to outperform the Knicks starters? Yeah, but the question is going to be end of first quarter, start of mm-hmm. second quarter, and then... Once it gets into, into crunch time, I, I feel okay with having Jalen Brunson. I feel okay with a Knicks team that has a, a pretty strong belief. Um, and I do kind of wonder, you know, you said that that Dame wants to win this thing. Dame might, but, you know, Brooke and Chris and Giannis, those guys have titles and they want another one. And that's what they're competing for. And so I am kind of curious. And also, uh, here's another thing. A- as a narrative trend, this is a narrative thing. From a narrative perspective, um, the... Celtics basically had the same problem tonight that they have every single playoffs, which is that their offense dies for a long stretch and they just lose the rope completely. So like a good question here, I think is like, okay, um, are we going to see some of the trends that, that show up in these high tension environments pop up with some of these teams? Uh, I will say that the bucks are three and one uh, straight up and ATS versus teams over 500. That includes a win over the Mavericks. They covered versus the Celtics uh, and they be- did beat the heat um, straight up as well. They're two and two straight up and three and one ATS. I'm sorry. Um, so they've, they've handled, they've done well versus the limited number of good teams so far, but I wind up feeling like the Knicks are the team that, like I said, is a little bit more together. And so I'll go ahead and grab the points here. I don't know if I can't give out. I don't think the money line is the best bet based off of what you said. Like, I do think that the Bucks probably win this game um, with the edge, or at least that there's the value on it. But I'll grab the points gladly here uh, and take this kind of opportunity because, by, by the way, another small trend in your favor here. The Knicks are two and five against the spread versus teams over 500. So they haven't done great in that environment either. Mm. Um, 
in right. that the Bucks have played really well versus the Knicks. They've won seven straight and they're five zero and two against the spread uh, in their last seven games as well. So for whatever reason, um, they can't seem to y- stop Giannis and Cole. And obviously now they have Lillard. I mean, you already couldn't really stop Giannis, which they still have Middleton and Brooke Lopez. We can't forget they hadn't had a, like a top tier season, but they could have a good game here. Guys like Bobby Portis coming off the bench, but I just feel like with Ad Dame there, it's just a little unfair because now he has that closer. Now Giannis doesn't have to close or have the ball in his hands. He actually has the guy that can close the game with free throws and make yeah. those threes. And then, I mean, the Dame Lillard and Giannis pick and roll is just, it's absolutely crazy. But I do agree. The Knicks, top to bottom, one through nine, they have the better team. But like, if it was in New York, I'd be on the Knicks for sure. But the fact that it's in Milwaukee and this team is hot right now and they've seemed to figure some things out on offense, um, I just, I think, I do think it's going to be really close on the spread, to be honest with you. I'm going to have the over on this one too as a late ad. Uh, I've got this projected all the way up at 230. Five and while we kind of have seen defense be played a little bit more, I still think this number is too low given the offense and honestly given the defensive problems of the Bucks here. Plus, look, I think one of these teams probably hits a lot of threes. If the Knicks win this game, it's probably because they hit a bunch of threes. If the Bucks win, it's probably because they're able to get the ball movement moving inside out and they're able to get three pointers going as well. So I'll take the over at 225 here. It's up from an opener of 222 and a half. So we've already got we see sharp movement pushing this lineup. Um I'll go ahead and grab the 225 and a half over on this game as well. Buckets is presented by BetMGM. Use bonus code ACTION when signing up to get up to $1500 back in bonus bets if your first bet loses. For new users in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kentucky, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In the nightcap, the Phoenix Suns take on the Los Angeles Lakers. I know that there's a prop angle that you like on this game, but as far as a side, what's your lean in Suns-Lakers with the Lakers a point and a half favorite? Well, I want to. I really want to take the Suns full game because they've lost four straight versus the Lakers. But okay. I know that the Lakers have a major size advantage. Like I've been watching the Suns lately; they're kind of going to be like the. I'm not going to say Denver Nuggets because the Nuggets can still play defense, but the Suns they're just they're just not a great defensive team. And obviously, they don't have their big three right now. They're beating teams with their offense. And I know in the back of my mind that the Lakers have the size advantage, which means they have more rim protection because once Nurkic goes out the game, the Suns don't really have a ton of rim protection. Which Nurkic isn't even the best rim protector as it is. But when you have you have Vanderbilt back. You have guys like Jackson Hayes, you have Hachimura, you have Anthony Davis, who, I mean, might be the defensive player of the year right now. So they have the edge when it comes to that. The Suns rely on jump shots. If they're not, if they're hitting their jump shots, they can beat anybody. It's when they get to missing them um, that you won't be, they already don't drive to the paint, but you probably won't be able to drive to the paint a ton here unless you get Anthony Davis in foul trouble. So I lean Suns more early with the revenge on their minds. Um, They hadn't faced the Suns with Devin Booker and Kevin Durant as well this year, the first time they beat them by three which was a comeback win as well the Suns came out and smacked them Lakers came back and outscored them in the fourth quarter and I could actually see the same thing happening here because the Lakers can really lean on their defense here but I lean Suns in the first quarter but if I was betting full game I must say I wouldn't be surprised if the Lakers got it done uh, once again even though the Suns have four uh four times revenge here for me a lot of this is just though it's the home game 
right? Is like, if this is neutral court, I think I'm on Suns, but the Lakers have been really good. Um, their home court advantage is a little bit juiced right now based off of the opponents that they've faced and the performances that they've had there. But that's why I have this at a, at a, a very comfortable margin for the Los Angeles Lakers is how they've played at home so far. They've been really good in that spot. Um, you know, you mentioned they've lost four straight to the Lakers. To me, I do think there's a little bit of a tactical advantage that the Lakers have here especially, you know, being a little bit banged up. We'll see kind of uh, what Booker's situation is going into this game. The other thing I'll say is um, in your favor, if we ask like, what, what's the, you know, we do this in football, right? Like what's the best unit on the field? The best unit on the field in this game, I think is the sun's offense. Like they they're, they're seventh in um, schedule adjusted offensive rating. So like they're the best unit on the team here or on the floor. And that does, I think, give them advantage. The problem is that the Suns, the worst unit on the field is the Suns defense. So you have like a, a pretty, a pretty bad situation. Booker's not on the injury report, by the way, for um for this game. So he should be good to go. Uh the usual assortment of LeBron's questionable with a left calf could yeah, he's gonna play. Um Stop it. there it's an in, there's been an interesting debate about how much LeBron is like what's LeBron's approach gonna be. Because and I've heard both sides of it, and I honestly don't know. There's one side that says LeBron is always aware of history. And so from his perspective, he needs to win three games to get a weekend in Vegas, make a little extra dough, which he doesn't need, doesn't care about it, but it's good for his teammates. And, but the more important thing is he gets to say he was the first MVP and winner of the cup. Right. And I can see stuns, I think are in a little bit more of just like, they are they are just generally trying to figure out how to win. They want to win. They are Booker. I do think has a little, like he's a pretty competitive dude. Um, as much as he may not like doubles in summer league or summer play, but he's pretty competitive. Um, KD, I just think goes out and always plays the same way. Vogel will have them prepared. So Vogel, I like in the coaching matchup here versus Darvin Ham. I think he's the better coach here. There's a lot of reasons I think to lean Suns, but I can't get there with this being in LA. Like if I'm catching sure. five with the Suns, sure. Four and a half even. Sure. Four. I'd probably be on Suns. But at two, I'll go ahead and I'll lay the points with the with the uh Lakers. I am gonna take the over based off of that principle of the best unit on the court is gonna be the Suns offense, and the worst is the Suns defense. The Lakers have tended to do pretty well offensively when they face bad defenses. They can't score on good sound defense, but they can find ways to score and hit threes. We saw that in the Memphis game where they hit all those threes, uh, which was in LA, by the way. Um, also, a little bit of sun, little bit of LA nightlife hangover here, right? Suns probably went over on Saturday, night off, all day Sunday, all day Monday here in LA. Think think that's that's probably a little bit of an edge there. Um, I'll take the Lakers in that spot. You want to know a crazy stat against the spread? The Lakers have not covered or lost back-to-back games against the spread in their last 18 games. It's been win-loss. This is like something real big with me in NBA is noticing the patterns. This team has went win-loss, win-loss, win-loss every single game for the last 18 games. They did win their last game in cover spread. So I'm not saying that the Suns are going to win, but that's just that's a really crazy pattern there, especially a large sample size, 18 games. They have not lost back-to-back against the spread. They haven't won back-to-back. But I just want to go a little bit further. If I was to make a play on this game, it would be LeBron James under his two-and-a-half threes. It's a little bit juiced at minus 150, but he's only went over that uh, one. He's only he's one and four in the last five games um, going over two-and-a-half um, 
three-pointers made. And I feel like this is a matchup where he could have success getting to, getting to the rim and mid-range. It's like most of those times when he takes a, a ton of threes, it's when they're blocking him off from getting to the rim. So he has to shoot those threes. Uh, we know his, I mean, his jumper just isn't, it isn't the greatest. He can hit this, but I feel like this is a, in this particular matchup, he could have more success in driving to the rim rather than trying to, uh, trying to just shoot from the three-point line, in my opinion, especially when Nurkic goes out of the game. So they do have Vanderbilt Bay, but also on the Sun side, I'd lean Devin Booker over his points and assists. First off, he's playing point guard for them, so he's going to get the assists, but points as well. I'm not sure who they're going to have guard him. It can't be D'Angelo Russell. It can't be Austin Reeves. You're probably going to, when Vanderbilt is, is in there, he's probably going to be on Durant. So, I mean, Devin Booker, He's 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 gonna cook in this game, and I do think uh, looking at his points and assists, or even PRA over, is worth a look here. But uh, if I was to make a play on this game, and I'll probably sprinkle a little some on it, LeBron James under his two and a half three pointers made uh, in this particular game, I just think he has more success driving to the basket here. I think I'll probably look for Christian Wood props here, um, based off of the fact that he's going up against Drew Eubanks. You mentioned the um, the lack of size on the Suns. Christian Wood has actually not been bad whenever he's got a favorable matchup. And that makes sense, right? Like Christian Wood's not a player that you want in a tough spot, but he is a guy that will beat up on lineups where he can have a lot of success. And I feel like this might be one of those. So I'll be looking for Christian Wood props closer to the start of the game. Uh, on Wednesday, we'll give you the full breakdown of the complete slate as everybody in the association plays that night. You can catch that with Jay along with AC and Sean. And then Sean, I'll be with you for an in-season tournament preview as well along with Jay on Thursday. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Hope you have, have yourselves a great Tuesday. We'll talk to you guys again next time. And until then, let's get buckets. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.